When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Age of Radio. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now because it's sports talk with cooper and big man Ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me, as always, of course, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, but today's more about you, brother. It ain't about me. What you talking about? Well, just because it happens to be my birthday. We always, you know, I always start it off, so I always have to talk about you. So It's your birthday, brother. Let's talk about you for a minute. How's your day been? Not too bad. You know, work was pretty good. Uh, got through pretty easily. Overtime was nice. More money, more money, yes, more money. Yeah, more money, baby. That's what's up. So, but at least I'm one, we're doing my birthday and we get to talk about my favorite subject in sports. Right? Yes. That's right, baby. It is football, football talk. talk. Yes. Uh-huh. October 6th is football talk day, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and my birthday. So, makes me happy. I just wish someone would have made my birthday a little bit happier for Monday night. But no, we'll skip right through that. <laughs> and hopefully they'll do better against Dallas this week. Anyways, <clears throat> so you ready to dive into some college football? I don't know, man. That Cooper, uh, is, it, is it Cooper Rush? What is his name? Cooper huh. Rush? No one cares about that dude. Ah, uh, 4-0? 4-0? In his whole career, but 3-0 so far this year, yeah. So, yeah. He ain't going 4-0 this weekend. We'll see. We will see. <laughs> Especially with my offensive line is dismantled as it's been because of injury. I miss Whitworth. <laughs> Anyways. Big Whit. Yep. Can we get into college football now? Let's do it. All right. Thank you. So, here we go. From the top 25, BYU, number 19, in the top 25, beat in-state rival Utah State, 38-26. UCLA won a shootout against number 15, Washington, 40-32. to That thing was crazy, man. I don't know if you saw the highlight of uh, the Wash- uh, not Washington, the UCLA quarterback. He was running like he was going to score a touchdown. Saw it was about to happen. Stopped. Two Huskies ran into each other, and then he walked around them and scored. It was hilarious. Wow, dude. Hilarious. That's, just, that's some vision, right? Yep. I was just like, that is freaking hilarious. I'm like, do it again. I watched the replay a couple times. I'm like, eh. Huskies suck. Just remember, you had uh, Ted Bundy. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Moving on. Yep. Number one, Georgia survived a scare in Missouri as they barely beat the Tigers 26-22. to Yeah. They're not number one anymore because of that. Number two, Alabama loses Heisman candidate Bryce Young to injury but still take care of business against number 20, Arkansas, 49-26. to Number three, uh, Ohio State made easy work of the Ruck- of Rutgers, forty nine to ten. <clears throat> Michigan handled a tough Iowa defense, twenty seven to ten, and what a lot of people thought was actually going to be a lot closer, low scoring game than the twenty seven points that Michigan managed to put up. A battle of top ten teams in the ACC as number five Clemson won thirty to twenty over NC State. Number six USC beat Arizona, uh, forty two to twenty five. Number seven, Kentucky suffered their first loss of the year as they lose to number four, 
Or, yeah, number 14, Ole Miss on the road, 22-19. Number 9, Oklahoma State looking like the best team in the Big 12 as they beat number 16, Baylor, 36-25. Number 11, Penn State did what they could to beat uh, Northwestern, 17-7. Number 12, Utah destroyed Oregon State, 42-16. A week after uh, Oregon State nearly came out with an upset of uh, SC the week prior. Number 13, Oregon took care of business against Stanford as they won 45-27, a game that Oregon has struggled in the past, so it was kind of nice to see us actually get that win. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. <clears throat> Mississippi State upsets number 17, Texas A&M, 42-24. TCU also pulled off an upset, this one against number 18, Oklahoma, winning 55-24. Purdue pulled out an upset on the road as they beat number 21, Minnesota, 20-10. And number 22, Wake Forest, beat number 23, Florida State, 31-21 at the Doke. After firing their head coach the previous week, Georgia Tech upset Pitt, 26-21. And Kansas State beat Texas Tech, 37-28. Any game stand up for you, sir? I mean, like you said, the the Stanford-Oregon game, and then, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, Georgia and and the Tigers, man. Come on now. Right. Uh, yeah, the Tigers basically just loaded up the box and dared uh, Georgia to beat them uh, with a passing game, and Georgia barely was able to do it uh, up in Missouri. It was crazy to see, actually. It was, I caught the end of that game because I was like, Missouri's winning? What? And then I caught the end, and, of course, I caught uh, in time for wait, Georgia. Wait, wait, Did FSU lose? Lose. Yeah, they lost. Did they lose? Yes. So so we don't have to hear anybody run their mouths about FSU right now. Well, you know, for this week because, you know, they're yeah. out of the top 25 now and they suffered their second loss of the year. But yeah, so. still doing a little bit better than our Gators, though, unfortunately. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. But, man, I was just a little surprised though. Missouri giving Georgia all they could handle like that. That was crazy. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Georgia moving forward. Uh, they got to get... Uh, bounce back because it doesn't look like it's going to be as easy as it seemed earlier this year when they rolled every opponent heading into that Kent State game. Uh, Kent State gave them a bit of a scare, and then Missouri the next week. Watch out! I mean, they could be someone could be uh be ready to take them down before they have to face Alabama in the SEC. Uh, yeah, they got to be careful, man. They they've got to start winning some games and. Uh, mm-hmm. Reestablishing, reestablishing who they are. So right, and if Billy Napier gets the Gators' offense rolling like it's been doing properly now, and get you know Anthony um, Richardson a little bit more reined in on his crazy Aaron throws. Yeah, you know I'm not saying that it it's gonna happen, but Florida could possibly shock the world. When it comes to that game, and we could be the team that knocks them off. I think the problem with Richardson is, is <clears throat> he's too much in his own head. Yeah. And after they pull off that big ass win, and and he pulled off them good plays, whatever in that game against Utah earlier this year, Utah, you know? he his um, you know, he let it go to his head, and then you know, facing some other teams, he just didn't go in as prepared. I think. Yeah. And, and uh, they got they got to rein him in, like you said, and get him going, cause right, you know, and that's why I said after even after the Utah game, they he's got to stay, even though he's looking like he might be a first round pick oh, this I year. Know. They were all talking all this. <clears throat> oh yeah, look at him. He yeah. needs to stay because you know, as we've seen some Obviously. of these some of these games, the Kentucky loss, he gets wild on his throws, and it's like, dude, bro, come on. Some of these are easy pitch and catches. You just got to put it right there on the white receiver, and you're throwing it five feet over his head. It's not you don't got Shaq out there, bro. You can't be doing that. Right. <laughs> so, you know that's why I hope he stays one more year. I'm like, just stay one more year, refine your game next year, and then go out as a junior. Don't try to go out as a sophomore, second, uh, third year sophomore. Just go out next year as a fourth year junior. You're gonna you'll be a lot better next year, and possibly a Heisman winner because. Honestly, you know, there's only the only other person I could see um, if he decides to stay this year and not go out early is Bryce Young. Bryce Young did suffer an injury, so he might go ahead and just try to go out now because, you know, he doesn't want to sit there and keep getting possibly injured and then ruin his chances of being drafted highly. But if he stayed, he, Bryce, uh, Bryce Young would be his only real competition next year yeah. for a Heisman. and Otherwise, he's going to have a great opportunity next year. 
I mean, unless, of course, Arch Manning comes in and starts at Texas, and, you know, Arch Manning's gone crazy. He's already passed both his uncle's um, passing records at, at his high school. Yeah. In touchdowns and, pa- and career passing yards. So it's just like, dude, that kid's just... I've been watching him in his highlights, and, like, Arch Manning, dude, he's going to possibly be better than Peyton. Right. That's crazy to think about. Because, you know, you just thought Peyton was the epitome of the Mannings. And so it's like, can't get better than that. And then here comes Arch. And you're like, oh, and he's mobile. He's more, way more mobile than Peyton, too. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what Arch does. And, but like I said, Anthony Richardson, though, man, if he just comes back one more year, refines this game, gets it where he's not so errant on so many throws, he's going to be dangerous. And the Gators next year could possibly be, not only could he possibly win the Heisman next year, they could be national contenders national title contenders you know the sky's the limit next year if he just stays one more year that's what we'll I think see, we'll see what happens with it I, I really hope he does man cause you know yeah. I think Gainesville needs that dude we, we need we need someone to root for and, and uh, the Gators need to be back in that in that competitive situation where where all eyes are on the Gators again man It's mm-hmm. it hasn't been that way in a very long time Absolutely. All right, so another week and some more firings this young season as both Colorado and Wisconsin have fired their head coaches. There are now five openings for head coaching jobs. Of course, you know, they're filled by interim coaches this year. But Yeah. So now we are to Nebraska, Arizona State, Georgia Tech, Wisconsin, and Colorado. Of these schools, Wisconsin would seem to be the most favorable at this time. Since moving to the Big Ten, Nebraska does not recruit like it used to when it came to Texas athletes because those athletes don't get the occasional game back home in Texas. Uh, Arizona State and Colorado have to worry about the stability of the Pac-12 conference, while Georgia Tech can't even recruit against in-state rival Georgia because of Tech's ties to the ACC. Wisconsin always seems to have decent recruits um, and have decent classes, and they get good players, and even years as a potential fit, and it even has good years where they're a potential threat in the Big Ten conference. Therefore, to me, honestly, the easily the best job out of these five so far is going to be Wisconsin. What do you think? Yeah, man. I mean, it, it is what it is with this. I mean, it, it's crazy to see so many fires, but, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to move on. You got to keep going. So, Especially being this early in the season. I mean, we just barely got into conference play. We're already seeing we're up to five now. It's crazy. Yeah, people like people are wanting to, they're wanting winning teams. They got to do what they got to do. I mean, it sucks, but it is what it is. Yep. All right. And one more thing from college is this, this is just a, a Chase Coda appreciation segment. I just want to appreciate him. Uh, after watching Coda take a 49 yard screen pass to the house of Oregon's 45 to 27 win over Stanford, it seems that Coda has the potential to be in the mold of a Cooper Cup type receiver. He's sneaky fast, has great hands, and can run just about any route in the route tree. Any NFL team would love to have a receiver in their room who can make plays when needed. Coda uh, could possibly have a better NFL career than his father Chad did, who had a pretty solid career himself in the NFL. Cooper, what are your thoughts on Chase? Yeah, yeah man. And not only that, but he's kind of like a hometown hometown boy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's going to be nice to see what he does with his career. And the fact that he can pull that off yeah. shows great promise. Yeah, I mean that pass, and he just took, and he just took off. And just, I'm looking at that going. You, you put on that, and then you watch that screen, and then you just look at something that um, Cooper Cup does, and you're just like, that's the same thing. <laughs> it's just Cup's already in the NFL now, and it's Chase. So it's like it's basically the same thing. It's just he's got solid hands. He's sneaky fast. He probably will do. Like he'll probably have close to the same. Maybe a little bit for, better 40 time than Cup did at the Combine. But at the same time, you know, even um, I saw on TikTok, uh, we all remember Steve Smith Sr., right? The wide receiver for the Panthers. Yep. He said in that draft class, he said his number one receiver in that draft class that Cooper Cup came out, Cooper Cup was his number one receiver because he could do everything. He didn't care about his speed. All he cared about is he could run every route in the route tree he had great solid hands, which Cup, Cup did struggle a little bit early on in the NFL as a rookie with drops, but he was a rookie. Kind of, you know, yeah. you got to get over the angst and that, all that. Yeah. So. But as he's developed, he's become one of the most reliable pass catchers in all of the NFL. He can run every route, and he, he just makes you lose as a defender. 
because you try to guess what he does and he does exact opposite and he's open all of a sudden. And you're just like, how is he that open? It's just because he just knows what he's Even doing. Even when he's not open, man, that dude's got some hands. <clears throat> oh, yeah. And he'll fight for that ball. And once he gets that ball, you better hope you wrap him. Because if you don't, he, he gone. Yeah. And he's, he's a lot faster because he's got pads on. It's like, it's like it almost balances out. He was slow in the 40 compared to a lot of the DBs that go up against him. But once you had the pads on, his speed doesn't really go down. But their speed came down because of all the weight they have to now carry. The helmet, the pads, yeah. the jersey type. Because you know jerseys are thicker yeah. than normal t-shirts or whatever you want to wear. Pants are, you know, a little bit thicker. Your cleats, depending on your shoes, what you got to run on. You know, all that influences how you actually run a 40. And uh, and how you run in a game. And so it's it's game speed. He's got great game speed. And, it's, and that's what I think. Uh... You know, Chase is going to be one of those receivers where he's just, you know, he could possibly have like that, you know, a year like Cooper had last year where he just lead the NFL in all the categories because you're just consistent. And that's what Cooper is. He's consistent and good and and it's going to possibly happen. You know, I just wanted to take that opportunity to appreciate Chase. It's really cool because he's a young talent Mm -hmm. and uh, we both know that he comes from Pretty much the same time we did. So, I mean, it, it's really cool to see this. I mean, uh, his dad went to high school with my dad. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, so it, it's really cool to see a hometown boy getting some, some reps and getting some uh, getting a, getting a good uh, good pass like that. Dude, that's just, it's crazy. Yeah, it's going to be great. And, of course, I just appreciate that he came back to Oregon where he's blocked. Yeah, I was so mad when he went to UCLA too. I was like, "You're a legacy in Oregon. Why'd you go to UCLA?" I I kind of understood though. He went to Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly was, you know, he makes a lot of good receivers, great receivers. He takes pretty mediocre receivers, makes them look really good, but they're not that great in the NFL. Chad though, I'm not Chad. Chase is going to be different. He's like I said, yeah. he has a potential. Not saying he is the next Cooper Cup. But he has the potential to be like another Cooper Cup in the NFL. Adam Thielen, and everybody whatever. slept on Cooper Cup too. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's the bad thing about it, you know. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens with it. This could be a good thing. Oh yeah, I mean, because you and I both were clamoring for Cooper, dude. Oh, we, I know. I sat there and was like, man, if we could get Cup, because I didn't think we were going to get Cup, because yeah. I didn't think he was going to last to our pick in the third round. Yeah. Because I, I thought Cooper was all like, he's easily going to be a late second, early third. But he didn't come off, and he didn't come off, and he didn't come off. I'm like, what is going on? And then when they said Rams pick Cooper Cup, I went, oh, damn. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was the best thing I saw. And he just, and he's earned everything. And, you know, he best receiver last year. You know, you can say what you want. When you're the triple crown winner, you're the best receiver that year. I don't care what you say. I, I Don't get me wrong. I love you Devontae know, Adams. Sorry, I think they need to rethink this MVP thing. Oh, yeah, he probably should have been MVP last year. I think year. they need to rethink it because... He doesn't need to be just a quarterback, yeah. maybe a running back who has a really good year. Yeah, and they've got to be on a winning team, dude. Like, let's be honest here. Well, I mean, at least, you know, Rodgers was the number one seed in the NFC last year. So Yeah, but he didn't... You you want I know you want to take the postseason into consideration yeah. too, but it, it's a regular season award. So until they change that, we're going to be kind of stuck with what we got for now. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and move on over to the NFL, shall we? Let's do it. All right. So starting with Thursday night football, Tua got hurt again as the Dolphins would lose on a short week to the Bengals, twenty-seven to fifteen. We'll talk about Tua more in a little bit. With that loss, though, and a win against. At home against the Jaguars, the uh, 29-21, the only undefeated team now are the Philadelphia Eagles. As they, like we said, won against the Jaguars, 29-21. Zach Wilson made his debut, and he wasn't the only one in that game to make his debut as the Jets beat the Steelers, 24-20. We'll also be talking about that in a little bit. Um, And I misread this headline, so it actually wasn't the Vikings used... Technically, they used a double doinker to win, but I meant it as they used it to kick a field goal and make it and get a double doink to win, but it's actually the Saints double doinked and lost. So, in uh, in uh, England, 28-25. to 25. I misread that. <laughs> and then they, they started talking about it on the game, and I'm like, wait a minute, I thought you said the Vikings were won because they kicked the field goal and double doinked and went in. Not the Saints kicked it and it didn't go in. Oh. Anyways... 
So the Falcons beat the Browns 23-20. Somehow the Cowboys keep winning despite Dak being out, beating the Commanders 25-10. Of course, in the end, they beat the Commanders, so. Yeah, and have have you seen the memes about the Commanders? I... Yeah. Where they're going after each other instead of the other player. Yeah, they're blocking each other. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's... it's like, it reminded me of the Gators a few years ago because they had that going on too where they were blocking each other. Uh, <laughs> I was like, God, that's a little new low for the Florida, isn't it? All right, there was little to no defense being played in Detroit though as the Seahawks would win a shootout against the Lions 48-45. If someone gets that defense in Detroit going, watch out for Detroit in, in the next year or two, man. Get a defense in Detroit. Watch out. That team is... Oh, yeah. They are, they are right now the number one scoring offense in the NFL. They just can't stop anybody on defense. That's the problem. <laughs> if they could stop somebody on defense, that team would be dangerous. The bad thing is, too, is uh, if you don't have your defense, you know, you can score as much as you want, but, you know... Obviously. And eventually your offense is going to get worn out. Throughout the season, so... Yeah, there's going to be games where your number one ranked offense in scoring will be shut down by a good defense. Yeah, so... And there's plenty of good defenses in the NFL, so... As we all know. The Titans saw the return of King Hen- of the King, sorry, as Henry ran for over 100 yards in the TD as the Titans beat the Colts 24-17. And that's the same Colts that somehow beat the Chiefs the week before, so that's all confusing. All the Giants do is win ugly when they do, and they did it again, this time knocking off the Bears 20-10. to 10. It got so bad for New York that they had to put Saquon Barkley in at quarterback to run Wildcat and use Daniel Jones, who was injured as a decoy out at receiver. Wow. <laughs> it was that bad. Jeez, uh... But hey, they're 3-1 and one in the division. <laughs> Just a game out of first place, so... At least they're not one and three like some other team in Washington. You know, I'm just saying. Well, yeah. Giants are looking okay, I guess. All right, Josh Allen rallied the Bills from a second half deficit to upend the Ravens, 23 to 20. Makes Chris happy or Cooper happy. Sorry, <laughs> Herbert did not seem to be bothered by his rib injury, and as he picked apart the Texans in a 34 to 24 victory, the Cardinals finally looked competent on offense as they beat the Panthers, 26 to 16. The Raiders finally pulled it together to get their first one of the season with a 32-23 win over the Broncos. Another week and another squeaker of a win for the Packers, 24-27 in overtime against the Patriots that ended up down to their third-string quarterback. How do you go into overtime and they're playing their third-string quarterback against you at that point? Yeah. I, I just, it's crazy, dude. I just don't know. I'm starting to think maybe somehow the Packers are cheating because... You shouldn't be winning in these games. Well, they beat the Buccaneers, but they were without their top receivers. You know, uh, Evans, I believe, was had that suspension, and then uh, Godwin was on was injured, so he wasn't playing. Yeah. So they were down to basically a bunch of backup receivers, and they pulled Cole Beasley off the streets, who then retired this week. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's weird. You seen the memes going on about that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to get into the whole Tampa Bay thing because then I'll turn it turn it into something else. <laughs> a rant. <laughs> Anyways, the Chiefs look to get back on track though after an off game last week as they beat the Buccaneers forty one to thirty one. And then on uh, Monday night, my Rams lost. <clears throat> Was that really hard for you to say? Yep. <clears throat> Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. T- it seems like every year, though, for the like, past three years, we play San Francisco and San Francisco first, and, of course, they beat us and have the confidence and then kick our ass again at, home, at our home. Let us play at home first, damn it. Yeah. Let us get the home game first, and then we'll go to San Francisco and whoop their ass. I doubt <laughs> it because, for some reason, we can't beat Jimmy Garoppolo to save our lives or tackle. How do, we, how do you not tackle? I'm going to stay off the soapbox. All right, any of those games come stand out to you? And you say my rams, I'm going to smack you. <laughs> come on, bro. Hey, man, uh, that, that was a good good, uh, good interviews going on during that game. I will say that. 
Well, yeah, because we watched the Manning cast because I was not going to listen to the other two. I am so pissed that ESPN brought those two from Vox. I hate those two. And I was not going to listen to them talk to talk about the Rams the way they do. They hate the Rams. I don't even know why. Troy Aikman wasn't even good when the Rams were good. What really pissed me He was me out of the NFL. Though. And Joe Buck doesn't even like the Rams, even though they were playing in St. Louis. He didn't even like them then. So I don't get it. Yeah. <clears throat> One of the games that irritated me was uh, the Jaguars and the Eagles, man. Yeah, I'm uh, bad for Trevor. Four turnovers, three picks, and a fumble. Yeah, yeah, dude. Bad and, weather, though. And not only that, but, you know, uh, I seen they were up, was it 14 to whatever? 14 nothing after, like, the first quarter. And a half. I think it was just the first quarter. And but then they kind of. When I came back from, from church and whatnot, I was watching it, and I was like, like, I just come back to watch them lose. What the heck, man? I guess you need to stop watching the Jaguars. I guess so, man. <laughs> they don't need me. I mean, listen, I know it's their second loss of the year, but at least the, they're, they actually look like right now. They look competent. <clears throat> they look competent. And honestly, unless the Titans really start getting, you know, getting, gaining ground, on being better looking than they've had at the start of the year. Yeah. They actually look like the best team in their division right now. And that's saying a lot because everybody assumed it was going to be the Colts or the Titans winning that division. Yeah. And we and we'd be fighting for possibly the number 1 overall pick with the Texans. And I'm saying we because you know we're outside of Jacksonville, but you know. Yeah. And we kind of like Jacksonville. They're kind of our adopted pro team. <laughs> we have our true teams and then we have our Poor little redheaded stepchild over here in Jacksonville. <laughs> that no, works because Trevor's almost yeah. He's blonde. He's not redheaded. He's blonde. There's a difference. He almost looks like he should be redheaded. Sometimes, yeah, he kind of has. A <laughs> He's got a little bit of a red tint to it. Anyways, strawberry blonde boy. Anyways, but I'm just saying though. So we're actually in contention for the possible division. We could possibly make the playoff. We won't do shit against anybody good in the playoff. But it, I, I, I kind of go with what Colin even said after the game. He said the Jaguars look good. It's just the weather. He, you're not used to playing in that kind of weather all the time. I don't get why not. They should. You know what they should do hmm. is make them play in the rain. Well, you know, if it would rain more in Jacksonville, he might be used to it. Well, it does rain a lot in Jacksonville just during the summer. Yeah, that's the problem. Unless a hurricane blows through. It yeah. happens to be blown through. Otherwise, he doesn't really play in the rain. So, there you go. Well, he should make an effort this summer. Even when he's not, even before training camps, all that. I'll go play catch with him. Go play in the, play I'll, in the rain. I'll have to wear it. padding because I'm sure I won't be able to catch it just with my hands. Oh, jeez, my shoulder. <laughs> you calm down with that bullet pass. <laughs> Asshole. That's what you get for calling me a redhead. <laughs> Out of my face. <laughs> That's my money maker, man. Anyways. Uh, I was, I'm just happy the Raiders finally got off the snide. I, I, don't, I just don't like, you know, winless teams. It's like, yeah. win if, unless it's the Cowboys, the Niners. Or the Patriots. I don't want to see a winless team. Yeah. And I'm never going to see the Cowboys, the Patriots, or the Niners go winless. So, just don't go winless. Just saying. Just don't do it. So, the Texans, now Texans need to hurry up and beat somebody so you can stop being um, 0-1. I think you're 0-3-1. Yeah. Freaking only winless team. So stupid. Anyways, um, so those are the games. You know. And, of course, the Chiefs. The Chiefs. The Chiefs just look like the Chiefs, bro. I don't, I don't know. It's going. It, doesn't it just seem like it's going to be the Bills or the Chiefs coming out of the AFC right now? Oh, definitely. In the Super Bowl. Dude. I mean, come on. I I, I want to say, I really want to just say that the Chargers have a chance, but I can't do it because I just see what the Chiefs do, and I see what the Bills do, and I just look at the Chargers and go, eh. They're a good <laughs> team, but they're not that good. No, oh, and I... And I, I still don't care for the Chargers because of their ownership group, but you know how much we love Herbie. We love Herbert. Yeah. We want him to have a good career. Just wish it wasn't for the Chargers. 
Of course, my luck, he would have been a Patriot or something. I think we shit. said the same thing about Drew Brees when he was there, right? No, no, no. I actually liked Drew Brees, even the Chargers. I still liked him. I got pissed, though, when they got Phillip Rivers and then kicked him out. Yeah. That's what pissed me off. That's when I actually really stopped actually liking them. And then when they also fired um, Marty Schottenheimer. When they fired Schottenheimer after that 14-2 year, I was like, you know what, then I'm done. I'm done with y'all. You gonna fire Schottenheimer? I'm done with you. And then when they did that moving, that crybaby hissy fit tantrum, the Uh owner third about moving to LA because the Rams. Yeah, that was that was flat out retarded. Yeah, I'm like, well, I went from hating you now to loathing you, you assholes. Now I'm just back to hating you because you have my quarterback from Oregon. Yep, bastards. (laughs) Of course, my luck. I said he he didn't become a Charger. He probably would have been a Patriot, and I would have really been really pissed. But he's not, so I'll just take the Chargers and me. take the lesser of the two evils. Yeah, for now. <laughs> All right, so let's, so we go with the games. We, we go on. with the games, bro. We go with the games. All right, so as stated earlier, Zach Wilson was not the only quarterback to make his season debut. Of course, his was due to injury, not because he was being held out for somebody else. Uh, after only scoring six points in the first half, the Steelers opted to let rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett have a go of the offense. Pickett was 10 for 13 for 120 yards. Unfortunately, his three incompletions were actually three interceptions. He did score two rushing touchdowns himself that kept the Steelers in the ballgame. And Ian Rappaport uh, reported that uh, the Steelers intent on sticking with Pickett moving forward, which means he has the difficult task of taking on the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo in his first NFL start. Cooper! Uh... Let's hear what you have to say. <laughs> Do you even really want to hear what I have to say? I'm scared for this kid, dude. I mean, Vaughn Miller is going to eat him alive, bro. Oh, yeah. And then not only that, you're going to have to contend with the Buffalo's freaking offense. I mean, by the time your ass gets on the field, good luck. Right? You can be down 7 nothing right before you even get on the field, and then just Vaughn Miller's going to pin his ears back, and he's going to come for you. And he's going to come hard. He wants to welcome you to the NFL. And he going to do. And he will. That's what he sure loves to do. I'm, I, I, I don't like it, dude. Um, I don't like that they're so quick to jump to him. I mean, I get it. You want to be a winning franchise. You want to have that young talent that knows what they're doing. That can help bring, you know, a winning season. But at the same time, I, I'm just not sure he's ready, especially against Buffalo, dude. This is this is nuts. My thought on it was, if you felt like this was coming, this needing to start, should have happened in this game against the Jets. You had a longer week because you played the Thursday night before. Yeah. So you had that weekend and the rest of the week, you know, after that weekend... To prepare him for the Jets. Get him a little bit of a confidence boost. He does have one for a half, but a whole game is a whole hell of a lot better than just a half. Before having to go in and playing Buffalo in Buffalo. Yeah. I wouldn't be so worried about it if it was still in Pittsburgh because at least then he has the home crowd to kind of help him out a little bit. You know, to try to help him get the confidence he needs. You know, yeah, he, hear yeah, the yeah. cheering and the yeah, the yeah, and all that. But in Buffalo, they gotta eat him alive. Dude. Holy crap! He'll be lucky if they don't use him as a table to jump through. If he gets hurt, I'm gonna be so mad because it's like all you're doing is. That's a good thing he's athletic. Trubisky is. I mean, he's not. <clears throat> We all knew that he wasn't going to be their starter. We knew that. We knew that coming into the season that eventually they were going to jump to pick it, mm-hmm. but not at, not right off the bat, and especially not against Buffalo. This is bullshit. I, I am just, I'm worried about the kid. It's a good thing he's athletic. Yeah. Because he's going to be on the run. <laughs> yeah, he is. A lot. Honestly, their best bet in this game Will be to find out where Vaughn Miller lines up every play, and if they do a pass play, have him do a rollout to the opposite side of Miller. Yep. Or hand, or just give the ball to Henry as much as, or not Henry, but Najee Harris. Harris, not yeah. Henry. 
as much as possible. Yeah. <laughs> if you have to run 30 times in that game with Najee Harris, freaking do it. I agree. Because <clears throat> that poor, that poor, poor kid's going to, yeah. I want Pickett to succeed too. And I know he can. I know he can. Yeah. He went to a good situation. But that was not smart. Either start him against the Jets or deal with what you're going to deal with until you can get through this. It doesn't get any better either. Your guys' schedule is still crazy hellish after this one too. The only reprieve you may have is a Dolphins game if two is not back. Yeah. That may be the only reprieve you have. Otherwise, I think you have to still play Tampa. You have to play um, the Vikings, who we know it's probably not going to be prime time, so you don't have to worry about freaking Kirk Cousins folding under that pressure. Bastard. <laughs> the only time he sucks is a prime time. Yeah. So how is that possible? How do you only suck on prime time? Unless you're playing the Bears. Crazy. Anyways. So it's just it just makes me worry for the kid. And I'm just like, come on, man. Why are we doing this to him? Speaking of Tua, the NFL Players Association has fired the unaffiliate, unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant known as the UNC, who cleared Tua to return to the game against the Bills a few weeks ago for several factors. One was understanding his role as a UNC in hostility during the investigation process. The NFL and NFLPA have agreed to new parameters for concussion protocol and and included will be a player's instability to walk under their own power that resulted in uh, said player not being allowed back into the game after a blow to the head, whether forceful by a player or incidentally when landing on the ground. Colin Cahart stated that this past week that even if a player were to be Cleared of concussion protocol, it would still be in the player's best interest to not play on a short week. All of the Dolphins playing the Thursday night game after playing against the Bills when Tua got hurt. I kind of agree with Colin on that aspect. If you get a concussion, even if you clear it, if you're supposed to play Thursday night football, you ass should not be playing. I agree. There's no way. Four days? I mean... Four? He's lucky that that he was... He's lucky he's okay, dude. Yeah, he is. His hands were like like how my hands look. I yeah. have cerebral palsy. Okay, his hands look like that. Yeah. And I went, what? Well, mostly so, your left hand because your, right hand, your hand. right hand's pretty well. My right hand's normal pretty much. but For the most part. <laughs> until, right. until it spazzes. <laughs> yeah. On you. Until I get tremors and I decide to throw things. Yeah. But, but yeah. Or you give yourself I, the shakes. I mean, it's just it's crazy, and and yeah, I think the dude should have been fired for that, and uh, there needs to be some changes made, and hopefully going forward, this is good for the league all around. Yeah, and I'm sorry, I don't care if you say he had a back injury. The dude got up, walked like two or three steps, and fell down again. I don't care if that's a back injury or his head injury. He should not be going back in the game. Yeah. Period. You need to make sure he, if it's got back pain, it could be traveling pain. I And I know that for a fact because I used to have hip pain. Well, actually, I know I used to have knee pain in my right knee, but it was actually because my hip kept slipping in and out of socket. Yeah. Because they kept looking at me, oh, your knee's fine, your knee's fine, your knee's fine. And then when I finally saw a doctor that knew what they were doing, he looked at me and went, well, you have hip dysplasia. What? Yeah, he goes, you have traveling pain from your hip down to your knee. Your 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 brain is not registering your hip. It's registering your knee for some reason. Because basically what it was, for me in that instance, because of my hip going in and out, my knee was taking all the pressure, so it was the one in pain, even though it was actually my hip. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. just because... Your back's hurting doesn't mean there's not something going on with your spine, but your back is trying to keep your whole body in, you know, in line and stuff because it's, you know, trying to keep you balanced. Yeah. It's trying to keep you balanced. It's trying to keep your spine in order so you don't freaking have an issue. And then it took too much and you fell over. So, it yeah, you're maybe back pain, but something was wrong with your head. 
It's just stupid. He should not have been back in the game, you know. It's And then to have that happen, it's just like, dude. New rule needs to be, no matter what, if you have a concussion or have concussion-like symptoms and you're taking out of that game, you better not be allowed near the field on Thursday if we have to do that. Player safety. If you want to be a league that's supposed to be about player safety, if they have suspicion of concussion, you should not be playing Thursday night football if your team's got the next week on Thursday night. It don't matter. I don't care. It can be my team. If it happens to Stafford... I'm going to be like, we better hope to God Warford's ready to go on Thursday Night Football. You know, if it happens to Kenny Pickett, well, we already know Trubisky's somewhat ready to go, but I'm just saying. Right. It doesn't matter. Tom Tom Brady, Blaine, Ga- to Blaine Gabbert on Tampa Bay. Anybody. Anybody. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is now. It, whoever's the backup better be ready for Thursday night. That's how it's got to be. It doesn't matter. Can, can be Tom Brady can be... You know, uh, Pat Patrick Mahomes doesn't matter even who it is. The, even if their next game is a week away and they're cleared, they should have to be gone through another test again to make sure that they're good to go and ready to go. Yeah, I mean, and they, you know, they they. I would feel a little bit better if you're not playing until Sunday, from Sunday to Sunday. Yeah, I'm still even kind of a little skeptical about even doing Monday to Sunday. It's like, eh, you're kind of, it's still only six days instead of a whole week. A whole week? It's like, okay, it's a whole week. If you go really light in practice, you have an okay chance. You know, to me, seven days is just a little bit better of a buffer than six. But to me, there ain't no way in hell you should be on that field in four days. No. 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 And this is why we see a lot of these guys have problems after they have a league. Mm -hmm. So... They need to figure out what's you know figure out what's going to work for these guys and keep them safer as far as concussion port- protocol goes. Yeah, I mean you guys know your freaking your freaking uh, issues with injuries are so bad that remember y'all changed your Pro Bowl now. It's called the Pro Bowl games with a flag football game at the end of the year. Excuse me. Uh, instead, uh, at the end of the Pro Bowl week. It's not even a real tackle game now. It's now a flag football game. That's how bad you guys are with injury that you now realize you can't even have a real freaking game in a Pro Bowl because, one, no one wants to play in it because of possible injury because it's tackle. And now this, no, we're done. You're done. Before you end up screwing yourselves over and closing, having to close down shop because there will be a lawsuit at some point that will be so bad, I don't care how powerful the NFL thinks it is, it will not survive that. Yeah. And because it's already bad enough, because you have mothers who don't want their kids playing football now. Yeah. And I honestly, and you know, they're all trying to figure out ways. Well, the NFL's trying to do that initiative where maybe you don't play tackle football until you get to high school. Well, there's going to be a point where even high school are going to go, you know what, it, we love, you know, we love the sport and stuff, and it's a good generation or generator of money, but we can't risk being sued by parents. Yeah. Because they don't matter, because there's no school, high school big enough that's going to be able to handle that. And at some point, if it's, if you're not doing it in high school, and then you're not tackling until college, I don't care what college you are. You're you not, can be Alabama. You're not going to survive a lawsuit that big. It ain't going to happen. Like that, but if you wait until college to start tackling or even high school, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's kind of... It's going to make it harder, it's yeah. It's not going to be like normal football. Because like, they, they teach these kids from the time they're pretty much five years old. And they... I mean, yeah, it's going to be... It's just be a lot different. I yeah, know, but they're just saying the the NFL. There's going to be a point in time where it's going to snowball downhill so much that not even the NFL will survive a massive lawsuit because that's where they're headed. They need to do it now before it becomes a major problem. Oh yeah, and, it, and the only thing it sucks is it happened to a it happens to a well known player to get it done. Yeah, Tua, it shouldn't. This shouldn't be going on for against Tua now. This should have been taken care of before Tua. Oh, and yeah. it sucks now that we have to do it because now it is Tua. Mm-hmm. 
But my own little problem is too is is because it is a somewhat well known that we're doing it because it hadn't happened to a well known. Because if this whole shit would have been taken care of, because you notice how they made a quick change about how you go low on quarterbacks when it happened to Brady. Yeah. If this head thing kind of happened to Brady, this shit would have already been dealt with. I'm not saying any negative anything to Brady, but remember, going low on the quarterback really became a no-no because of the injury to Brady. Yeah. So you it shouldn't take that to make something where it's like we shouldn't have that. It shouldn't take something happen to who you guys consider the best player to ever play your game. At that time, a lot of people still thought of Brady as the GOAT, even then when he did get that knee injury because the, you know, the player went so low and it made him bend back awkward and tear his knee to shreds. Yeah. And he lost a whole rest of that year and stuff. It shouldn't have taken that for you to realize that's probably not a good idea. Well, it shouldn't have taken this to Tua to make you go, oh, maybe this isn't a good idea. Because... It could be worse if he had to go, oh, well, it happened to Tom Brady, so now we have to do it. Or well, it happened to Patrick Mahomes. What you really got to think about, too, is is the people you have working there. Mm-hmm. Because he should not have been playing. Right, exactly. At yeah. all. after after he, When he went down and he took them a couple of steps and then fell back down, yeah. that should have been your first indication of, uh, let's take him out now. Well, he was taken out, but he shouldn't have been allowed to go back. Yeah, he shouldn't have been allowed to go back at all. He shouldn't have been cleared to go back. There's no way you can sit there and justify him going back in. At some point, you need to actually do what's best for the player, despite what they tell you. Yeah. I, I mean, I get it. I, you know, I, as a and long despite, time ago. Despite what you're getting paid, mm-hmm. be a doctor first. Yeah. It's it's. Yeah, because you got sometimes in the medical world, you got to do what you think is best for your patient, not what your patient wants, and that's what happens, you know. And even if your patient is a professional athlete, and as an athlete, I a former long time ago athlete, I understand you want to do everything you can to be out there for your team, but sometimes you just got to do what's best for them, and that is even taking away their helmet. Take that helmet and hide it. Because guess what? NFL rule says you can't wear the helmet that's not made for you anyways. So if you can't find your helmet, you can't go back by wearing someone else's helmet. So there you go. There you go. One of the NFL rules. So anyways, let me get off that soapbox. Whoo, buddy. (laughs) And we got another soapbox coming soon. Oh, I know. That's going to be fun. Fucking Lakers. (laughs) The Sheer stupidity of it. <sighs> Anyways, and just the stupid—it's when it's stupidity. That's what it really gets me, and I have to get on my soapbox. You know, if it's too, if it's so obvious for us as fans, how is it not more obvious for you as these pros inside the front offices of the NFL and the medical staffs of these freaking NFL teams? Yeah. If it's too obvious for us, then. It's way too obvious for you, and this should have already been taken care of. That's the problem. Anyways, now I'm off my soapbox. I promise. <laughs> See, that's that's what I love about our podcast, dude. Mm-hmm. We are just fans. We're here giving opinions. We're here giving you scores. We're here just having a good time, dude, and yeah. talking. And that's that's what it's all about, man. And I think a lot of people they're more about let's get well, let's get rich quick, let's get famous quick. Mm-hmm. No, you and I we're gonna keep pushing these out. We're gonna keep going with this, and we're gonna grow in time. That's right. So it is what it is. We're gonna grow organically. Exactly. What's the slowest growing plant in the world? <laughs> 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 we're gonna be we're gonna be a freaking ficus. That's what we're going to be. We don't grow. We're the shit. Just that. <laughs> we're, we're growing at a, we're moving at a glacial pace, baby. Uh-huh. And we'll probably be melted by the time we get there because of global warming. No <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you want to start with this, never mind. We won't start another rant on something else. We'll keep the politics out of it. Yeah, let's do that. Anyways. Man, that was uh, insightful, fun, huh? That was fun, bro. Yeah, and okay. happy birthday, man. Thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed your day. I did, especially since I got to rant and 
I stayed away from my team. <laughs> as hard as it was. Ugh. Things that make you go. Ugh. But anyways. Alright, so we'll be back probably on Saturday. We'll be doing the live. We will be talking sports talk. We got a lot to cover in the world of baseball. Some basketball stuff. And yes, I'm going to talk shit about my Lakers. Oh, I'm going to talk mad shit about my Lakers. It's going to be fun. I'm basically, my note only says for the Lakers stuff, big man talk shit about Lakers. <laughs> that's basically all it says. Uh, uh, oh, gosh. I, I know what it is, so that's why. Should we designate the whole podcast for just that, or no? No, because we do have to talk about some awesome feats in baseball. And <laughs> get this. This is how unbiased I'm actually going to be for this. One, I hate on, I'm hating on my team. That's pretty unbiased for me. Yeah. Instead of biased. And I'm actually going to talk about two teams out of the four teams I hate most in baseball. And one of them's got to be the damn Yankees. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I'm going to talk about the Yankees. And I'm not talking bad about the Yankees. I'm not doing it. I'm ta- talking good. Can I talk bad about the Yankees? Sure. I don't oh. care. It's... That's it's the Yankees. It's the Yankees, but I'm going to talk something good about the Yankees. <laughs> because I will give respect where respect is actually due. Sorry, Tom Brady. <laughs> 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 Welcome to the Divorce Club, boy. <laughs> yep. Sorry. Had to get what that. you get for doing what you want to do, you get in trouble. That's right. We tried to be good boys, and we still got screwed over. And then there's that. Uh, anyways, so be sure to tune in Saturday for that, because it's going to be fun. Definitely is. Oh, yeah. So we have that and uh, lots more, of course. And then, of course, we'll be back with more wrestling talk, sports, and football talk next week. And hopefully more sports talk, because basketball starting to starting to really get itself going. And, of course, postseason baseball's here, baby. Yes, yes, that's what's up. Postseason baseball. Oh, by the way, we'll just go ahead and do it now. Congratulations, Seattle Mariners. First time in 21 years that you're in the playoffs. Finally. Finally. The Mariners have come back to the MLB playoffs. There you go. Yeah. On a football talk. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it was fun. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. That's Sports Talk, W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.